0: tnt conway then now and tomorrow i'm your host grant gordy
1: and i'm your co-host lori case melton both of our families have been around the area at least five generations
0: whether you are a native or newcomer local or transplant we bring community focused information that you can enjoy
1: we bask in the glory of the local folklore as well as keep you in the know of what's happening now and what is up in the future Grant and I are both with First Community Bank, and we're excited to bring this podcast to you as well as our community focused style of banking.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is our second uh, podcast, Conway TNT, then, now, and tomorrow. We have the distinct pleasure of having two business legends amongst us. Uh, today's topic is Conway Downtown. Uh, we're going to discuss with Mr. Marty Leffler, uh, founder and owner of Leffler's Fashion. And Mr. Fletcher Smith, uh, most recently Fletcher Smith's Jewelers. These gentlemen need no introduction in these parts, but gentlemen, I want to welcome you to uh, Conway TNT. Thank you for being with us. Thanks
1: for having Thank me. Thank you. So, uh, Marty, why don't you tell us a little bit about your store, uh, then, now, and tomorrow. Or Let's just start with then. Let's go about the history of the store, and then uh, what's up with it right now?
2: Right. Well, we, uh, you know, I grew up in Clinton. And so uh, <clears throat> Conway to us was, you know, became a, a second location for my family. And so in 1958, uh, my dad uh, opened this store, you know, in its present location. And uh, uh, at that time, like I say, we, we had a, a small department store in downtown Clinton Uh, with men's and women's and really everything that we could fit in that size. Okay, so I didn't realize.
1: I know you had a store in Clinton, but I didn't realize it had men's wear also. It
2: had everything, children's, uh, you know, you name it, really everything that would squeeze into that small store. And and I think he saw an opportunity to, uh, you know, maybe step out and focus on ladies' wear. You know, he kind of saw who uh, wrote the checks.
1: Yes. Now we all know that women control the money, so that's proof. Now we have heard it from a real retailer. Right. And I'm sure you know that too, Fletch. I don't even know where my money is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, we uh, uh it was uh, you know, his first venture into having a, a store outside of our hometown and and so for me, uh, you know, the beauty was, you know, getting to hop in the car on a Saturday and uh, maybe take the trip down to Conway and wander around, you know, downtown, and you know, uh, touch everything in the Ben Franklin store and uh,
1: ride the pony. Right. Did you ever ride well, the pony, or you were you too too old? Cause yeah, was the, I, the I, sh- I shot away from that. The pony where you dropped the quarters. You know, right. when I was a kid, spent lots of time.
0: Share, share yeah. with share with the audience if you would uh, where the Ben Ben Franklin store was located.
2: Yeah, it was it was right next door to where we are now. So now it would be where the Bob's Grill Bob's Grill yeah. is located. And uh, it uh, you know my first Coke I see. I mean you know it's just silly, but I mean, uh, I you know the uh, Western Auto the Western Auto family accepted me touching everything in their store and. The uh, whites, <laughs> the whites, yeah.
1: Virgil and Virgie, right? Super nice yeah, people. I say that. Yeah. What about the
3: Ben Franklin store? Who owned that? Do you remember? No, I
2: do not. I just. Uh, it wasn't a you, local. It was like
1: a franchise. Wasn't do you me? Fletch?
3: Remember who owned that? It was a local man here in town. Mm-hmm. I, yes, it will come to me in a minute. I can remember the fair parade committee going to them and uh, asking the owner. If he would refrain from shooting for, or from selling pea shooters on the day of the parade, <laughs> I
1: remember that was a big deal at the parade. The, the pea shooters and getting the, the horses. Young
3: boys were shooting the horses in the butt and causing a little and trouble. And
2: you're messing with him. his commerce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's classic.
1: So tell us some, some more about what you did on Saturdays, or any day of the week yep. that you got to come with your dad.
2: Well, you know. You'd get he would work, and you know, as long as I, you know, promised to be contained, you know, I could wander the town, and so, uh, you know, the bakery at Simon's, and uh, uh, I might, uh, if I was brave, I might uh, venture into Bob's Grill, which was over on Chestnut, and you know, Bob kind of scared me to death. You know, if if you got, you know, if you got in and ordered wrong, you. (laughs) <laughs> I felt like I was get thrown out. Kind <laughs> of like know.
1: a sub-nazi. The, yeah, the, the old version. That's yeah, maybe where the, where that came from. I would try
2: to get in and maybe order that burrito with some cheese dip, in a proper, you know, speed and form. And uh, whew, it was a lot of pressure. But no, it was uh, it was really. Uh, I grew up in downtowns, so it was very familiar to me. You know, just on a different scale, uh, where where I grew up in Clinton. Uh, we would walk to town after school uh, and then, you know, hang around, read the comic books at the drugstore and, you know, all the things you would do. And
0: I um, use this term relatively speaking, but it was your urban playground.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it was like, uh, you know, people ask, uh, you know, what's it like? And, and it was like it rem- it's always been for me like a neighborhood, sort of like the neighborhood that you grew up in, uh, in a different form the businesses that you're next to and uh you know some some people were nice some people were not so nice but but it, you know you're all in a community uh that you know even though it might be somewhat competitive in some instances you you know you had a, all had a common goal really
0: you slugged it out during business hours but ultimately knew you were
2: you know it was um it was like a neighborhood i mean you know you in your neighborhood you have you know friendly neighbors you have People that you just kind of wave to and avoid, right. or whatever. You know but, not
1: to walk on their grass.
2: But everybody kind of has a common goal, you know. And uh, but that's how, you know, I grew up. Downtown was very familiar, so coming to Conway was just another version of of the same format, really.
0: What but, about your early years downtown, Fletch? Growing up in your dad, Nolton, and ultimately, I guess your granddad's store.
3: Oh yeah. Well, um, my my dad and my grandmama ran it, and. Uh, it was just sort of a magical experience for me. I, like Marty said, we had places. It was fun being downtown rather than than home. We had uh, 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 Olson's Music down the street. We also had Greason's Corner where everybody went and uh,
2: Soda sort of Fountain. Awesome.
3: Uh, I, I can remember ordering. Uh, they had names for some of the sandwiches even. Uh, uh, and it was one of them was uh, um, uh, give me a tuna fish honeymoon style. Well, what is that? It's let us alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why I remembered that, I don't know. But, <laughs> but the people downtown were, everybody was very friendly to each other and Conway was a unique, dad said it was a very unique place and we had seemed to have more community spirit than other, than other towns. And it has to do with people helping each other out even during the Depression and so on. Even my dad hit one of our competitors, was uh, Charlie Dyer. They'd go to drink coffee together. Right. Uh, you don't find that anymore. Uh, the people um, were concerned, really concerned about each other and would help each other out. Um, we even would fly model airplanes in the uh, court parking lot on Parkway. Well, those motors are very loud. You do it today, you get carried off in a white suit. <laughs> but we did it very often. Stanley Fraunenbarger and Zip, his daddy. Um, but we, one thing about being downtown was that, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, was um, it was the meet, greet, meet and greet and place. And Marty will tell you, everybody was downtown. I mean, you met so many people down, down there that was just a wonderful thing and and I, I was very very lucky to be involved
0: in that with respect to the train depot I mean y'all certainly remember remember that as young as young men yeah when did that when did when did they uh,
3: remove that I don't remember the year I can remember
2: I can remember what happened and I
1: would
2: think mid 60s I, I saw a picture recently and I never really realized uh, because I obviously didn't grow up here but that the depot uh blocked off that street that yeah. they uh-huh. main street main street so I guess part of it was thinking they wanted to extend main street yes they wanted main street to go all the way through to the
3: courthouse right and there was the historical society was was hard against it right and they even dis they even called a uh company that would actually move the depot brick by brick number, and number them, y'all may have heard of that and the historical society said no you either leave it where it is or, or it goes right and um so they put it to a vote and that's why it was removed
0: my well, earliest remember uh, memory of that area though was it was it was simon's groceries parking lot yes mm-hmm with a ticket. and sure. There was a ticket attendant and right. you to pay to park unless you brought a, a Simon's receipt out and the, at which time it was free. Yeah. So you could park there for free. Hmm.
1: And that's why it's called Simon Park now. Right. You know, because
0: that, that definitely was the parking lot. Um, I re- Let's take a moment to recognize our sponsor, First Community Bank, currently located at 1089 Front Street. Come see what it's like with a bank that puts a community first. Right.
1: You know, because that that definitely was the parking lot. Um, I remember um, Marty as a young girl, and that's where my mom shopped. And your in your store, uh, couldn't wait till I got big enough to actually uh, wear your clothes. We spent a lot of time in the crazy corner, but right. In the back, and um, I still remember. Gosh, what was the name of your lady that did all the alterations that worked for you for years and years
2: and years? Oh, gosh, you posing questions. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh,
1: and, um,
2: was, was it Mary? No. Was she in the altar building? No, no, we, we had oh, our they lady they actually had on. one. Yeah. And her, and, she's, and she had, she's from Greenbrier. Yeah. Um, it just she just a little
1: area in the back, sure. and she sure. would be, you know, actually doing the alterations while we were in there. And... and um, my mother and Othelia Anthony had grown up together, so we, you know, mother would bring the local Mount Vernon Gossip to Othelia, <laughs> and so it was always a big deal. You had several other ladies that mm-hmm. worked there for years and years, right. uh, and everybody just, um, it was, like you said, it was like a family, and mm-hmm. you go in there, and, uh, Sometimes, as a little girl, i get a little bored. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then we'd have to go down to Jack and Jill for my clothes or J.C. Penney across the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mother would make me try. I felt like trying everything in the store. I wasn't a very girly girl, and I know that's a shock to everyone. But um, well, it, You
3: were a basketball player. I was player. a
1: basketball player, and <laughs> I didn't really want to wear dresses and stuff very much. And so it was always a challenge, but loved going in your place. Uh, Fletch, um I got both my wedding rings from husband one and two there so um, let's go ahead and just lay that out sweet um so that's a customer (laughs) but I'm done and of course now that I you know you're not there anymore I can't you know I can't do another one and uh, this watch I have on today I wore I I actually wear it every day but it I've had it for I guess 10 years that come from your store so
3: it'll never stop
1: I know and it hasn't it's been it's been awesome. So, um, why don't, I know Fletch, you've got some names written down. Let's go down Oak Street and talk about what businesses, when you were a kid, what, what was there?
3: Well, Oak Street, I've got a whole lot more on Front
1: Street. Okay, well, let's start with Front then. Let's go to Front.
3: Well, we, we had, uh, there was, of course, Olson's, and then we also had uh, Moex Fabric,
1: I, I actually remember, I
3: remember that. The so
1: Olson's you could buy, I mean, my, we bought my brother's drum set there. It was a red sparkle drum set, come from Olson's. And all that you your, could get music, like sheet music. Yes.
0: LPs. Uh, LPs. Mm-hmm. Eight tracks, I'm four, certain 45s. You bet. Um,
1: then later they added photography, I, it, I think, yes. to, to that. And so where would that be in relation to what is there now?
3: Um, what is, is that there? Mike's place? That's Mike's place. Okay.
1: And so Dyer Jewelry was next door to it where Francis M. is now. So then what was on the other side? Of... I, I
3: believe it was Moore's Okay, fabric
0: shop. Yeah.
3: And then you had Simon's Grocery.
0: Traveling north on front, right, uh-huh. yes. in relation and, to Olson's.
3: Um, then you had Sterling Store
1: remember the Sterling store and then it became, did it become? McCrory.
0: McCrory I think is
1: easy for me to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I was thinking Magic Mart, but that was what the Alco store was before that. It was Magic Mart. But I remember the Sterling's very vividly.
3: And Magic Mart ended up way on out Oak Street. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, Then you had Sterling store, then then you had uh, us, Fletcher Smith's. Then next to us was Elmer's Sporting Goods. Great, great store. Then you had Greesons. Greesons was a meat, gray place.
0: And you also...
1: Old-fashioned soda fountain, right?
0: Yes. I've heard about Greesons over the years from my mother, father, and then my aunts and uncles. They And I, I'm embarrassed. I can't remember the name. They even remember the name of the soda jerk. Um, I'm not saying that relative to his demeanor, but that's what they, well, call that's what him. they he got called him the soda jerk back in the day.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, at one time, Tiny Doyle did some of that,
0: and um, I can't what remember. Was what was Tiny's name. given name? Philip. Okay. There we go. <laughs> but Tiny Do- Philip, Tiny Doyle. In quotes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So
1: let's let's skip the street and go over.
3: If you keep heading north. Um,
1: then so we've crossed over
3: Oak now. Yeah. Toadstuck
0: Square for
1: yeah. those of mm-hmm.
3: And you know I'm not real sure. It was Browning and White for uh, a long time. Before Browning and White, I'm not real sure who was there. I just can't, I can't bring that up. Then you had uh, uh, Hager's Jewelers.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Then um, uh, I, you had uh, Thompson's Men's Store. Do you remember Thompson's? Mm-hmm. Thompson's Men's Store. And then
0: you had, uh, uh, I think Baker Drug was there
1: mm-hmm.
0: during that time. I heard an interesting fact the other day. And I well, I say this, I'm stating it as fact because it was told to me as such. But if you drive down Front Street now, obviously, and the further north you go, north of Baker, the road chokes down considerably. And part of that... People drive in the middle and then pull over when they uh, are encountering oncoming traffic. But part of that, I think, now is the vehicles are much larger. But I was told in the original city plan that that was meant for a back alley, that technically the businesses were slated to face the railroad tracks, and the front street side was supposed to be the loading loading side, if you will, and that's why it chokes down and it's so narrow from – Effectively, Baker Street North to where we're located at 1089. Front. Yeah, that's interesting. I
1: can't even imagine that. Now,
2: I remember my mom telling stories. She was a Russellville girl, and so they would uh, get on the train to come to Conway for uh, dances and whatnot. That there might be a, a big band that was playing at uh, at the college or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so they would hop the train, you know, just an everyday thing just to get on the train, come to Conway, or go back home on the train.
0: That's quite an event. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you didn't have,
1: they didn't have access, uh, you know, access to cars and mm-hmm. stuff. Interstate I mean, they system. had cars, but it was just so easy to do. It's what public transportation yeah. was all about.
3: Right. And back then, it was worth the tr- worth the drive because all the famous bands were playing for the dances at uh, UCA. Mitch Ryder and the Turret Wheels, you'd have ZZ Top is played out there. Well, he my mom
2: saw uh, a, a young Frank Sinatra that played at tech. Oh, with, wow. With the uh, traveling Tommy Dorsey. Wow. Oh,
1: wow. Oh, my goodness.
2: Skinny <laughs> wow. little kid that who got knew? up and sang. Yeah. yeah. I
1: would
3: love to have seen that.
1: <laughs> so, if we were to go on past, um, then we would pass, I guess, Van Ronkel. Uh, there were more businesses that I remember. You would have Clarence Day's. What all could you buy at Clarence
3: Day? Clarence Days was a, uh, it was a grocery store as well. Um, and, you know, downtown easily supported two grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Probably should have one now. That um, would be nice. Um, but Mr. Day was a real nice man, and and they had uh, just your basics pretty much.
1: And I don't know if this is a fake memory or not, because, you know, sometimes you you get to thinking things, but I kind of remember, like, meat hanging in there? was. I remember like,
2: like smoked cheese, smoke, sandwich
1: yeah, a meats, lot of smoked, you know, yeah, like a real stuff. nice
2: kind of uh, also, deli meats or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I was that.
1: thinking yeah. that there was like some meat hanging in there. And then you also, I remember on Easter, we could go in there and buy baby ducks and chickens. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's where we would go to get that. And uh, so... You know that was that was a spot. And of course, we were there on Tuesdays a lot because where U.S. Bank is now was the sale barn. So, being farmers from mm-hmm. cattle farmers from Mount Vernon, Tuesday was a big day. That's, sure. You might come in on Saturday. We came in on Tuesday, and that was our day. Sure. Uh, and I've heard. So, do you remember the cattle showing up on Tuesday?
0: Yes, <laughs> on
3: Mill Street. Um. Um, I sure do and we weren't down on this end of the uh, end of the block really all that much but yeah of course we were all over town on our bicycles and back then it, it was safe
1: um, you leave out in the morning your yes. school wasn't in and you didn't come back until yeah
3: at 10 years old you were you tried all right all over town on your bicycle and um, and it, it was—I can remember—I lived out by the hospital and, and riding my bike to town, down College, and a car may not pass me all till I got to town. There just wasn't any traffic. Uh,
0: How many people lived here then, Fletch? Roughly?
3: Oh, I'm gonna guess probably seven, eight thousand. Don't you think? Uh, seven, eight thousand—that's amazing. amazing.
2: Yeah, wow. just the growth
3: that Conway's had. I remember a, a story, and this will be edited. uh of clarence day my grandmama worked with us and she was the most she was the sweetest most unassuming woman on the face of the earth and and we were all standing in the store one day and mr day always right by the cash register he had a heat lamp and he kept all his peanuts under it and he kept them heated up and and she walked in the store, and I'm standing there about 10 years old with my dad, and they're talking to three ladies, and one of them said, Hey, Ludie, where, where you been? She said, I've, I've been down to uh, Mr. Day's store. She said, you know, she looking at her sack of peanuts, she said, You know, Mr. Day has the nicest, warmest nuts. <laughs> well, now these are stories that last a lifetime, and these things, when you when you're in a, a business with your family um, they get brought up periodically years later and you laugh just as hard at yes. it right. sometimes you had to be there but she just still didn't get it he had to take me in the back. I didn't get it either <laughs> and explain what and I was virtuous woman didn't know what she was saying. Hey, I'm sorry about that. No, that's okay. So now,
1: on the other side of Clarence Day, was that where the movie theater was? What, what else was down on that part?
3: Yeah, Conway Theater.
1: Mm-hmm. And it closed what year? Early 70s, late 60s? I know. I saw. I went there would, for a movie.
3: It would have been the early 70s. '70s. I can remember the James Bond movies being being there. Uh,
0: so it would have been '70s. Adjacent to what's now King's in that open spot. E- yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yes, where there is nothing. Yes, that was the old
0: Ford dealership.
1: Right. So, yes. Yeah, where it, it's vacant. They tore it down. It's such a shame that that didn't get. You know, saved. It had a stage and some really, you know, a balcony and the old-fashioned theaters and. Um, but I, I guess it just got in too much disrepair before people realized. Apparently, it.
3: they really tried to save it, and it was, uh, you know, and the sad thing about it. It meant so much to the kids around here. They had free shows on Saturday, and of course, it had the sloped floor. It had a stage. It would it would have just been so expensive to fix it.
1: Right. Well, I remember, so being from Mount Vernon, you know, your family, your mother was jumping the train or getting a, getting on the train. There was a bus. This was pre-me, but my oldest brother, um, would. you could pay, I, I guess, a quarter. And there was a bus that ran from Mount Vernon to Conway. And you would come in, and it, he would bring enough money. He would have lunch at the Oak OK Cafe. Did I say that right? Oak OK Cafe?
3: Uh-huh. On Oak? Um, I don't I think, think it. I, I don't think it was okay. Um, or,
1: well, it was. It, you t- You know where I'm talking about the yeah, cafe. Anyway, yeah. that had. I remember you could hang the men could hang their hats on the ends of the booth, and um, maybe that was. I'm trying to think. It was right there next to the Goods Barber Shop. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, they would come in from Mount Vernon, and, and that had been that, tri- that bus had been running and i'm sure there was one that probably come in from guy and you know all the little towns out around uh, to get the kids into conway and they'd come see the movie and so forth. Yeah. Anything else of note there on the front?
3: Uh no, that's a that's about it. The the one thing is that people overlook when they think about the businesses that were down there uh, it has been said that in downtown Conway, there, everything that you needed to sustain life, you could get in downtown Conway. And if you went up in the Halter building, you had doctor's offices, you had dentist office, you had photographer, you had accountants, accountants.
1: Uh-huh. insurance agents.
3: Yes. I'm not even sure. I think maybe
0: Gordy was up in that. Uh, he in, was. In the, in the I always used to say though, even as a kid, those steps to get up there, you had to be healthy to get there. <laughs> God forbid you had an orthopedic injury because they were at about a 45 degree angle. They were steep. Get to the second and third floor. in metal, they were easy to yes, slip sir. on Well, <laughs> when I was
1: in college, I took aerobics up there on the very top floor. Mm-hmm. And depending on how aggressive my aerobic session had been, Coming down those steps was equally as challenging as going up because you're you were a little weak kneed and I remember hanging on the banister all the way down praying I didn't fall. So that that halter building has seen quite a a lot of uh, different things along the way. Oh yeah. I remember you telling me years ago about so your your store there on front and there was a it was you could there was a beauty shop up above it and you could smell the perms well in
3: 1938 we were next door where Sterling's was and Sterling's decided they wanted more space and so we moved into that spot at 826 Front Street when we moved uh, the Marinella um, beauty parlor moved with us and it was You would walk in the front door, and there were steps in the middle of the store that went up to it, and it was was opened up. It had a little railing, and all the hair dryers were there so the ladies could all see down into the store. But the smell of the permanent smell was as horrible as you can possibly imagine, (laughs) and and it was every day. And um, I can remember that um, my dad saying when they moved out in the early 60s, he said, I won't miss the ladies because it's so nice to see everybody and to be able to visit every day with it, with these people. But he said, I won't miss the smell. And he said, something else that we've taken for granted before, since the ladies were all sitting there looking down into the store, it made it impossible for a young couple to buy rings on the sly.
1: Okay. Because everybody knew. Everybody
3: knew. And... So when they moved, we dad used to have to make special appointments sometimes with, with people. Under so the that.
0: cloak of darkness. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet you yeah. did that in your later too, because you know. Well, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah. We, when,
3: we, when
1: downtown wasn't open as late, and you know, you got a couple that needs to get something done, they might work in Little Rock. I bet you made all kinds of after hours appointments.
3: We did, and even when we moved around the corner on Oak Street, because it was there were so many windows, people would call and say, "I don't want somebody seeing me looking at rings." So they would come in, and we would take them to the office, and then we would bring rings back to them.
1: Well, that's customer service. Well,
0: you see, sure. pe- you see people. Uh, early and often that emulate, you know, or follow in the footsteps of people that they know, admire, and otherwise. Uh, you two are no exception, and falling right in line with the, the, the uh, in the business that your fathers, grandparents, etc., both founded and worked side by side in. Tell us, I mean, it's literally in your blood having, having grown up in the stores that you took over and, and took to even greater heights. That's gotta be a, a sense of pride for both of you. Taking something that you know, the people that you love and admire the most had built and just continue to grow. That talk about that uh, with us if you don't mind.
2: I know uh, you know myself when I got out of Hendrix, uh, you know we still had two stores, <clears throat> and so I was I was uh, I was an econ major. Had a you know studied what computers you could study in in the late seventies, and uh, so I was looking at either. Uh, a grueling uh, start with systematic selling calculators to banks or uh, my dad was trying to pull me into the, uh, to the deal and you know it's a, it, you, I knew at the time you know obviously it's a, you know if I get in I, I'm in for good probably and so uh, at that point we took off to Russellville uh, to put uh, another store in so and fortunately for me uh, that's where I met my wife who was uh, finishing up at Tech and a nursing uh, department degree. And so, uh, you know, off we went on on more locations. And, uh, you know, at one point I got to, uh, I had five. And, you know, I could, you know, my dad was very, you know, proud of that fact. And, you know, uh, all the while, you know, it started to really kind of, you know, bear on me, uh, you know, not being able to really be in one store, you know, having better connection with people. I found myself in a car, you know, more than really I wanted to be. And uh, so I kind of, I sort of got away from from the people connection because I would be, I was just constantly on the road. You've probably been in things like that, you know, yourself where I feel like the travel is detrimental to you know getting your job done but so as uh, as time wore on and um we um, I was I ended up being you know the only Leffler you know left um you know I started kind of dialing it back in and uh, my daughter now um uh, you know fortunately wants you know to carry on in this store
1: that's awesome so you'll have so, you know, and that's, that's,
2: like a lot of times that's what really stops a, a store is, you know, kids will look at, at their parents maybe, you know, working 10, 12-hour days and...
1: You work part-time, but which 12 hours of the day are you working?
2: You know, thinking they won't no, no part of that sort of life. Every Saturday. As much as we love it. Uh, Sometimes
1: but, Sundays. Right, right.
2: Mm-hmm. But fortunately, Brooke, uh, her husband's a dentist. She's got... Uh, uh the ability to do it you know uh, uh, aside from the fact that sometimes in these days it's m- more difficult the profitability is you know under pressure and so you you definitely need to love it now um but you know hopefully uh you see you, you always see in conway um stores will leave more stores come in there's always been cycles and uh, I think because of the, you know, the location of town, it's in the heart of town. Uh, Oak Street is just really almost like a, an artery, you know, running in the middle of it. And uh, it they always... There's no loop. It always <laughs> seems like, uh, you know, the rent structure and, and just the uh, beauty of downtown always brings people back in. You know, stores leave, stores come... And fill those holes. You know, I know that, you know, we're in a spot now where, you know, you wonder what what's coming, but uh I think, you know, most of us most of the landlords, you know, have faith in, in this real estate.
1: Uh, and I would say you your business is the This is a reminder from First Community Bank that interest rates are low on home loans and now may be the perfect time to buy a new one or refinance your current one. Your business is the oldest in town, correct? The uh, oldest in the downtown area? I mean, it's
2: very possible. Still, I mean, still uh, I'd say forest. retail. Right. Of
1: course, there's an insurance company or something like that, but certainly retail.
2: Yes, yeah, 60-something years, yeah.
1: Um, so, Fletch, what about the pressure of your, uh, did you feel pressure from your father to take on the business?
3: No. Um,
1: it's something you wanted to do.
3: Well, um, I always had a little knack for doing bench work, goldsmith work, and and I d- dabbled in that, but I was more interested in electronics. I got a degree, and then I went to work for Mosler Safe Company working on bank alarms, and Arkansas was my territory. And I had a little panel van with my name Fletch on my shirt and everything. Sweet. Oh,
1: I wish I had a picture. Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: And uh, so, one morning about two o'clock, uh, I'd been doing this for uh, a few years. One morning about two o'clock, bank alarm went off in Durham, Arkansas, and I had to go down there to take the film out of the camera. 35 millimeter film back then, so nothing was digital. And then I'd give that to the authorities. So my only job was to go to Dermont, take the film out of the canner, and, and hand, hand it to somebody. When I came back into town, I stopped at my mom and dad's house, and they were eating, eating breakfast, and I put my head down on the <laughs> breakfast table and went to sleep. Pretty soon, I felt my dad nudge me, and I woke up, and I looked up at him, and he said, have you had enough? <laughs> and I said, yes, sir. He said, well, I got a place for you. So I went down there, and I went up, went back to school bench work for Goldsmith, and I became the goldsmith at the store. Plus, I also waited on customers as well. Uh, but I liked the goldsmith work much, much more. Uh, Marty will tell you that when you're when you're in business, uh, you you pretty much even on your bad day. If you feel bad, you still have to be nice to people. You can't you can't take a day off. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes people aren't nice to you. Right. And you have to take it. And so... Uh,
1: that happens in banking too, by the <laughs> way. Uh,
3: that is one of the things about owning your own business is that when you leave the store at night, uh, you, you don't leave it behind you. Uh, it's still on your mind. You know what you owe. How am I going to pay for this? What These are the things that weigh so heavily on people that own their own businesses people don't think
0: about. I call that the pride of ownership.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, also, but what it, do, what it did when I went to work with my my dad, my mom, my grandmama, it brought us closer together. And their problems were my problems and, and vice versa. And we became, I think, even closer because of that. Did you find
2: that to be true? Sure. I mean, I, th- I think, uh, you know, one of the things... In addition to that is you know the the part where sometimes you just you need more space yeah you know th- sometimes you know uh, being that close you know is a detriment to to having your own world you know so to, I, I was never one that wanted everyone knowing you know <laughs> my my world 24 7 so there was uh, you'd butt heads but you know you, you always Came around and realized it was. Oh yeah, it was a great place to be for sure.
3: And I, I think it was. It was a good lesson in life.
2: You had to have a heart for it for sure. I mean, there's there's people that aren't cut out for that. Uh, no. And uh, but I mean, you know, if you're a pleaser, it, it's just it's a natural thing. It's not. It's not as much of a job as it might be for someone that. That yeah. might struggle with that role or whatever, but
1: uh, you gotta be wired for it. Yeah, as in almost any career. Sure. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about Oak Street. We went down front, so um, Marty, you were on. You are on Oak. What's your street number? Uh,
2: Eleven fourteen.
1: Okay. So let's kind of start at Toad Square and go to the east. Um, uh, let's talk about some of the businesses that that were there.
0: This okay. is this is no indictment on either of your store, but my my memories of downtown just because I wasn't of age necessarily to shop for jewelry.
1: Yeah, so he's gonna like I, I brag wasn't. that he's the youngest in I, the room.
0: I, I certainly wasn't of age, but although I do remember certainly going in going in as a little guy to both of your locations, but most of my memories were on Front Street, or excuse me, were on Oak Street as a little guy, uh, in the form of Clements Donuts. Mm-hmm. I, I never. I can still. There was the best a,
1: donuts I've ever had. You came couldn't see from
0: the front of the store to the back really because were. of a the flour in the air, but secondarily the smoke right. from everyone hot boxing in there. Yeah, they would uh, melt in your mouth.
1: Oh, just melt in your mouth. I couldn't wait when they, they we came light. to town. It didn't matter what time of the day. Mm-hmm. I had to have a Clements donut. Yeah,
0: Blue Ribbon Shoe Store, which was adjacent to that. I can still remember Mom going in there and buying me some saddle oxfords or something that killed my feet. Uh, going across the street to Jack and Jill and buying a dress shirt that would undoubtedly choke me.
1: Well, I have major, major flashback memories of the dressing room there at Jack and Jill. Uh, There were always, like, tags. uh, There were straight pins and clips always on the floor where, you know, people (laughs) that would fall, and you always had to watch where you stepped and then on the wall there were uh, it was like a pegboard that had been painted it was white I can I mean it's just as vivid and it was a it was a triangle shape when you went in there it was in the corner and like I said I had to try on everything
0: fascinating fascinating at the checkout register too it had the cat Oh, his tail tail would swing for the second hand and the eyes would move opposite, the little things yes. you remember.
2: I, I was always fascinated with Massey hardware. I mean oh, I Oh
0: hard
3: absolutely. Oh,
2: yeah. If you ever needed to repair anything, you know in or the store. Or seed.
1: You needed some seed. Well, you know, like sm- you I can a, still smell it. A
2: random bolt or nut or screw or any the most bizarre size of anything to repair something at the store, uh, yeah, it was, and, uh, yeah, need a handle put on your axe. Right. <laughs> Just, they had So this everything.
1: would have been at the corner of Chestnut and Oak, Oak oh, yeah. uh, where Carmen's Antiques right. was. who's recently, I'm not sure what, what might be going in there, but be, that was an unbelievable store. Truly. Like I said, I can still smell, I can still oh. smell it. It had a unique, earthy smell of seed and,
3: I was too. <laughs> I loved it.
1: I remember going in and they had the bins, for some reason, seed. is the thing that stuck in my head. But you could mm-hmm. you could put your hands in them. And as a kid, running my hands in the seed.
2: They sold guns and I would always mm-hmm. be looking at those.
0: And I knew I was downtown when you would get to the far east of downtown where Walgreens sits now at Eagle Lumber. Right. And seeing the windmill. Sure. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And across the street, of course, Shorty's. Well,
1: so you don't remember Dog and Suds was pre-Shorty, right. so you get a Coney dog and a root beer float, or just a root beer. So that was unbelievable. For those who've seen
0: American Graffiti, envision that drive-in. It was the quintessential, uh, I guess, '50s '60s type drive-in. Oh yeah. yeah. But
1: you know, so Western Auto, you could that would would have been um, on at the Sun at Caddy Corner. Ryan Massey, would, I guess, would have been. Western uh,
2: like where the. Uh, UCA, downtown UCA downtown
1: and Bunny Atcock's is. office yeah. is. was Western Auto. had My first bike came from there. I bet your first bike came from there. Yeah. Grant, maybe even your first bike came from there. I'm not sure. They hung from the ceiling. And,
3: oh, I, yeah. I remember the store vividly. There was also, before you got there, there was the OK Barbershop.
1: Maybe that's where I'm getting the OK Cafe. It was the Goods that had the, but but there was a, that cafe. I can't think of the name of
3: it. It's also where Michelangelo's used to be was a head shop, and I can't remember the name of Dr.
0: it. Dr. Gonzo's. Was it, was it Dr. Gonzo's? It could, listen to me what? jumping right in there. Boy. <laughs> then they moved I on thought on Dr. Dr.
1: Gonzo's was out by Walmart, <laughs> which is now Hobby Lobby's, where I remember Dr. Gonzo's being. But I remember that now, but I can't. It may have been Dr. Gonzalez where moved been.
2: out there. Oh, we can't leave out Ed Camps. I mean,
1: oh, absolutely. Certainly.
2: I mean, oh. next door to me. Direc- uh,
1: all the best, dress me. He was. <laughs>
2: he was like a.
1: <laughs> you got to a sort certain of like, age to get that yeah, yeah.
2: He was sort of a father figure for me, for sure. I would. Me too. I the would, king of retail. I would, I would wander call in him. there and, you know, having a bad day or whatever. And, uh, he was. He would listen a lot. Well, I'm glad to hear you did that. I did too. Yeah. I, he he would listen to you and Alice usually would speak, but he would mostly listen. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It was great though.
1: It was. I loved yeah. there uh, back when, and I know you still have some form of it, but uh, Moonlight Madness, mm-hmm. um, and everybody would pack into downtown. Ed uh, Camps always had great sales, and so did Lefflers, and so we would hone in to, to that spot there. Uh, my brother's birthday was always late July, so my mother being, the, right. you know, uh, a child of the Depression, we waited uh, to always get his birthday present uh, yeah. at Mid- Moonlight Madness, I which was always like the around 4th of July
2: or maybe was a little like later the, the, well, toward it's the still, end of... Still to this day, it's the uh, last, Saturday, last Friday in July. July, okay. And we'll be, again, what we can make of it. Hopefully this month yeah I went in Ed Camps
3: one time because I'd seen Bill Ferguson walking across the street with a hat on it was a rainy day and it looked so good on him and I didn't have one so I went in Ed Camps and I said I I, want to buy a hat he said okay come on back and they had the hats in the back I went back there and I tried on one and then he gave me another one I tried on about five and he said you know some people's heads just aren't designed to wear a hat.
1: <laughs> you know, I don't think As I've, I've m- ever seen you with a hat on Flex.
3: <laughs> only said, Mr.
2: Camp could I say said, it. I appreciate you I appreciate right. your yeah. honesty I mean <laughs> he <laughs> felt strongly about that and he oh. and he and he sidestepped a sale. Yeah. Just to help you yeah. out. That's yeah. saying something. Yeah. For Mr. Camp. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So then on down, um were what uh, Van Atkins when I was a kid, was that a locally owned store?
3: Again, um, I think it was. It was kind of
1: along the department store. Was I Van mean, Ad, you,
3: was that the one
1: where
2: that, Frank Rivers was? The the uh, Van Van Adkins was that the one that had? There were there's those there were those around the state, mm-hmm. and it it was kind of a family department. Yeah, so thing. you could
1: buy sheets, a dress.
2: Shoes, and, whatever. Yeah, I and some shoes. I yeah. think that was the first store that I'd ever seen that had
3: the plastic tubes that ran up into the ceiling and went to the office, and they, you put something in the tube and. Hey, you know. I was
2: fascinated tickets. with the with the whole pennies, exercise of, clipping a, invoice that kind of got, zip lined up, to the office or whatever. I, as a kid, I. I was really thinking. Love going in the yeah, pennies. Yeah. So well, that's cool. wonder where that's cool.
1: going. <laughs> yeah. So Penny's, so no. JC Penny's was basically directly across the street mm-hmm. from your store at uh, Leavlers. Basically down just maybe a hair, but yeah. where American Management is now, uh, uh, still looks very much like it when you go in. Uh, had that so the kids were kids clothing was upstairs. Uh, I, I know I used to go up there. Maybe it was just girls, but downstairs you could get, you know, your sheets and your uh anything that you can get and maybe boys and men and women downstairs.
3: Well and also the Co Cafe. Sure. Maybe even Central Meat Market was next to that. Right. Showing my age now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's the deal. like Just like you said, Marty, it has Cycles. always, yeah. it's all, there's always a little bit of a churn. It's not new. Right. Uh, it's not something that goes on yeah, in 2020. Loved, it's something that happens. I've those
2: pictures that, you know, I've been seeing lately the, the county museum thing that's kind of, uh, they've been posting some pictures uh, on their Facebook page. And that's where I saw for the first time that, uh, you know, the depot, was in the middle of what now is a street. Uh-huh. I just assumed it was a part of what was the parking lot, you know, where they had yeah. the caboose and everything. So I never really, I wasn't privy to the whole street block issue of that whole drama, really. Yeah. I understand it, a little more about why they it, wanted
3: it. It was a lot of drama, a lot of drama. Yeah. But Oak Street was just already busy taking up, it had too much heat on it, and mm-hmm. so they, they wanted Main Street. Mm-hmm. so there was and traffic
1: that, issues even back yeah,
3: even back, back then. then
0: any downtown traditions you all can recall
3: we used to always close at 3 o'clock on Good Friday for um, good for good reason don't do that anymore I don't think
1: fair uh, parade Fair parade. Really and here. Fletcher you've been how many years were you in charge of the fair parade
3: oh I'm still I'm still there uh,
1: so that—that's your 20, retirement, John. 20,
3: 20, 25 years. Uh-huh. Um,
1: I rode in the parade I'm with my dad on our horses when I was a little girl.
3: And you were grand marshal a few years.
1: I ago. was grand marshal. Absolutely, still hadn't figured out how I got that, but I loved it. <laughs> Thank you, Fletch. Thank you. It was a—it was a great honor, and even uh, more great uh, that I got to ride. Uh, with Mr. Spradlin, yeah. and who passed away recently, and he's yeah. such a fine man. and the interesting thing about you know, we had to wait in line uh, to get going on the fair and it was pretty hot that on the parade. It was pretty hot that day and we were just making conversation and we did I just asked where you know where he was born and all that and come to find out we were literally, 200 yards almost our houses from where he was born Really, and even though we were different generations and when I told him that my maiden name used to be Hawkins he told me all about my great grandpa and you know a lot of things Mm -hmm. so it was a real special uh, it was very special to be the Grand Marshal and
3: in in that car that he had, the convertible that he had mm -hmm. the green convertible has been in all the parades and this year um uh because of the pandemic, uh, we may not have it
1: this that's year. That's right, and, and that would probably be the first time
3: in, in since closed,
1: World War II, maybe. Close
3: to well, within about 79, 80 years.
1: Okay, wow, that's that would that's that would be sad. Different
0: day and age
1: for sure. Right, and I I remember um, a lot of um, sales activity as far as I remember the uh, nights Columbus would be downtown, raising money for things out on the, on the streets, um, selling candy bars and things like that. Uh, remember that. Um, there's gotta be some more traditions that went on down there. What about Christmas? It had to be.
3: Christmas was always hard on us because we, uh, I mean, it was just sledgehammer hitting you over the head every day. And, and then we had engraving to do and bench work to do at night, so we were working nights, too. So Christmas wasn't fun. We weren't able to really enjoy Christmas. Um, I don't know, for you, Marty, was it even harder for
2: you? No, I mean, it wasn't, uh, we didn't do nights. I mean, yes, it was, uh, you know, you geared up for crazy days, and and there wasn't uh, a lot of time off. Obviously, you, you were slammed all the way to Christmas Eve,
1: yeah. And I do remember Christmas Eve being very, very busy, and
2: oh, sure, because uh,
1: people used to wait until some. You know, some then people you couldn't
2: really take any time off before you had to come back and do the sales and exchange and all that. So, way, way back in the seventies, part of the life, really. Yeah, just part, part of it. And I yeah. remember my
3: dad telling me in the seventies, if we could open up just in the month of December and keep our clientele, we would actually make more money. And I, wow. can, I can remember days um, in the summertime in August when it was over 100 degrees. We may not have one person walk in our store. I don't know that you ever had that, but it certainly cut down on the numbers. Right. And I think it's more evened out now. Um, right. You know, it's changed.
0: Any advice you'd give young entrepreneurs, especially those looking to go into retail?
2: <clears throat> don't. <laughs> I would never say that because, I mean, you know, fortunately, there's a lot of people with uh, with new ideas and, you there's, know, change changes inevitable. There still inevitable.
1: is a very strong entrepreneurial spirit going Absolutely. on with Absolutely. You it. know, people
2: are driven to, you know, to dream, to do their own thing, and uh, we've lived that, and, you know, we could definitely tell them about, you know, the, you know, both sides of that story, but, you know, when you're young, you're, you're not necessarily thinking about you know the the negatives as much as the positives. So tell
1: us how you as a store combat mm-hmm. online. I mean because you have you've survived a lot of things but you're definitely you know you're surviving uh, this shift in retail to online activity. Tell us what you've done to make your store special uh, for its customers.
2: I think we just you know we've just tried to um, you know cater to that person that that really uh, maybe hasn't had the success ordering the type of products that we sell online. Um, you know, there's no dressing room online. And if you're like my wife, that is not really necessarily great at returning things within a certain yeah. time frame. you know, it turns out to be not a positive experience. And, you know, we're, you know, traditionally clothing is a, is a touch and feel industry. And as much as uh, the last decade has brought about a, a push towards cheaper, um, lower quality, you know, almost a disposable fashion mm-hmm. thing. Um, you know, for anyone that, that has an appreciation for real fabric, um, it's just, it's like the difference in your grandmother's homemade blanket and something scratchy that you got at the, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: And one thing that we had uh,
3: over the big bigger stores and even online was customer service. Sure. And that's one of the things that you really, really promote the best you can.
2: Right, you take care of people. And, you know, there's generally not a problem that we can't solve. And... Um, you, know, you just try to make it easy for people. You know, when we've had, you know, during the this pandemic thing, uh, you know, we've had a surge in our uh, cosmetic sales because uh, you know the big store shut down and uh, we're still down there uh, catching up on paperwork and and filling orders and running it out to people's car. I mean, that's something that we never did before, but probably one thing that will probably. Uh, somehow maintain, you know, as an option, you know, going forward that we really maybe thought about, but never necessarily uh, pushed to make happen. And we've got a lot of people that, you know, they're kind of really liking this whole drive through thing that we're giving.
1: Hey, it was great for me. <laughs> and I even forgot to drive through and you brought it to me. So yeah. I got the, the bonus of that, but being able to call and go, okay, I need right. lipstick in this color and... uh I need this and that Another and thing, you know, not have to. Stores, so I've got the same benefit of doing the online, but yet, A, I helped a downtown business, but I know exactly what I'm getting, you right. know? And if, and if and I we, get it and it's not, you'll take it back. And
2: we have the product. I mean, you know, the, the large stores, uh, their reorders are subject to computers that, that direct that product towards, you know, the higher level store in their in their world. Uh, classes of stores that, uh, you know, they may not get that order filled like the like the bigger market might get first, and so having the product when people call, you know, uh, you know, has been a big thing through this, and so uh, you know that whole drive-through thing uh, might be you know a door that you know stays open you know going forward that we just kind of picked up because of this.
0: Y'all's longevity it certainly both your location speaks to customer service you and quality of product you've provided over the years. So and, and to your point that's hard to replace from a big box store. Get that same type of service. What do y'all do in your downtime? What did you what did you do, do what did do you do to decompress, for lack of a better term?
2: I mean, you know, we, we both love music. Um, you know, obviously music it's hard to to find places to play music now since really uh, what what he what started as uh, uh you know, bands that we played with, you know, as young guys, uh, you know, now for me, you know, it evolved into uh, a church gig that, you know, was, you know, up until recently a twenty five year you know, straight every Sunday thing. And so can't even really do that now. Uh, but you know we we have a little cabin up up at uh, Fairfield Bay that that we go and you know we're still on lockdown but we're just doing it in another place. But so
1: Fletch, one thing we we we've, we've not mentioned about you is you married a dynamo that uh, came in and helped you run your business. Sherry, she she had to change that up and. Uh, help help! that for for you because I know uh, she was unbelievable to work with so you could kind of hang doing your creative stuff in the back and trust the front of the store to her uh, and now y'all are both retired so what are you, what are you guys doing?
3: Uh, yeah uh, by the way I, I met Sherry at the pizza hut in Clinton
2: seriously
1: <laughs> um,
3: Who knew? Who knew? Who knew?
1: Was she working there? Or was no, she, just she
3: was there on a date, and I was there oh. on a date. So My oh. date was for Marshall as well, and she introduced me to Sherry, and then boom, boom, Billy. We came okay. to Highway, and you came to Clinton? Uh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, she, she, we, inadvertently, we made a great team. She had a, a master's in uh, in marketing, and Um, I was a goldsmith, so we didn't have to pay an accountant to do uh, any of that work. Sherry did all of it, the payroll. She did everything in the inventory control. She'd worked at AT AT&T for seven years. And um, then I did the goldsmith work, so we didn't have to pay a goldsmith $75,000 a year. And all this has helped us be able to retire. Mm -hmm. So we actually just made a great team. Now, uh, since we're off, uh, she reads a lot maybe eight hours a day I get a little tired of it but she's happy
1: do we need to edit that part out?
3: I don't care (laughs) Okay. Uh, 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 but I have other hobbies that I do I've got uh, uh, I raise homing pigeons and I have a good time doing that Um,
1: and you have Elvis
3: I have Elvis who is an African gray parrot who's smarter than most people I know including me um,
1: who spent quite a bit of time in the store. He was always entertaining. He spent a
3: lot of time in the store and and talked a lot. And it was always he was always a conversation piece. Uh, many times he would say, uh, um, uh, "Hey, Fletch, call the cops." Well, <laughs> that would disturb some people uh, that standing right there. Um, uh, but he's got to where he started picking up more and more. With us being home, he talks more. Sherry sits in there with him when she reads, and um, he he comes up with. some. Sometimes it's just something off the television set. In other words, uh, uh, I'll be back. I got to run an errand. Shop at Sears. Uh, well,
1: uh, well, you should have programmed him to do all kinds he, of sales spots. Yeah, he
3: got that. Um, but the other day, this being edit, the other day, Sherry walks in there in the morning. She said, Good morning, Elvis. And he said, Sherry. Bite
2: me. <laughs> Where'd pick that up, yeah. Well, it was in
3: my voice, but I don't ever remember. I don't ever remember saying it. <laughs>
0: but but
3: he's a he's really a joy to have around. He's they um, if you're home a lot and your home bodies, uh, they're wonderful, um, but they're very messy. Um, if you. If you if you want to take a trip, you've got to find somebody to take care of him. Right. Um, so it's not it's not all good, but he is hilarious, and uh, he's very he's very bright.
1: So um, are you playing music? Are you still playing some music?
3: Oh, I started playing the guitar some. I get on YouTube and, and learn a tablature or something like that. So do a little finger picking, but. When uh, Bill Ferguson and Chip Hager passed away, I sort of took, took that away from him. But we had it for a good 30, 35 years, and, and that's a pretty good run. Um, but, boy, I miss those guys. And uh, um, we, used, we did our, our early in 2000, we did a lot of recordings. So I have lots of recordings. But that's
1: Bill gonna, played the it's, it's, bass, he right? He played
3: the bass. Chip played harmonica. Bill Higgs played mandolin. And uh,
2: I played banjo.
1: And Marty, you play a guitar. I'm a
2: bass player, really. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, funny story. Uh, when I was, and you know, one of the things about playing, you know, you there's not that many places to play, especially when I was growing up in Clinton. So when I got to the point where I was old enough to drive, my best friend's dad, who had a country band and played the VFW circuit asking me if I could fill in. So, uh, at that time I really, you know, didn't really, really, were uh, you old enough to be there? No. <laughs> so it was hard getting that past my mom, but, uh, uh, my dad assured me that he knew the, uh, people that r- ran those places. And so they were looking out for me, but uh, funny story is, uh, you know, I didn't have a base at that time, uh, because I really was planning, really, I was trying to be a keyboard player at that time, but, um, uh, Anyway, so I talked to my brother, who's at Hendrix. And he found a, a guitar for me. And he said uh, to uh, meet him down at Milam's, at Morgan, because they were playing some music that night. And uh, and he had this little guitar. It was like a little Epiphone. And I think it a $100. So I was pretty excited. I got down to Milam's. Didn't really have the age necessarily there to get into Myelms. But I got in the back door, found my brother. was pretty excited about getting this guitar. And, I, you know, I found him. He wasn't playing at that time. And, you know, I said, Jim, you know, you know where's the guitar? I want to get out of here before I get in trouble. And he's like, well, it's Fletch is playing it. So there's Fletch up on stage. <laughs> killing it. With your guitar. Killing it with <laughs> my guitar. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. I've got some work to do because Fletch was up there just tearing it up. Yeah.
1: And he That's said great. he played the banjo, so, Yeah, yeah well, he also plays the, <laughs> Anything he wants.
2: What, the uh, saw or. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd make a good podcast.
0: Yeah,
1: all the instruments. Well, we're definitely going to have to have you guys
0: back. <laughs> have y'all back and play. Had we known, yeah, had, had we thought of it uh, well enough in advance, we would have asked y'all to bring your instrument of choice. What are you playing now? It's not that hundred dollar amplifier.
2: No. I mean I have some good guitars, but like I said, they're just uh at this point um, you know, not getting a lot of use. Uh, got you know a a little acoustic in the in the bedroom. But Yeah. But I mean, you know, we'll get through this. Uh you mentioned Darren Berry. I played with him for a number of years. I thought I remembered seeing that. Yeah. I
0: heard Darren uh, and Forrest Williams play Friday night. That's my first live music really? I've heard since probably where January. Were, where were they? T.C.'s Bar and Grill.
2: I used to play with them.
0: Yeah, Thomas Kalklater, the proprietor's a classmate of mine.
2: My my wife was fortunately uh, very kind to me at that point because there were some late nights that, uh, (laughs) you know, the kids were just old enough to not be as much of a challenge. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Yeah, those guys are good. It was fun.
1: Absolutely.
2: Enjoyable.
0: Well, speaking of enjoyable, this has been great. I really appreciate uh, both of your time. We
1: could talk forever. Uh,
0: but, but beyond that, I appreciate what y'all meant to downtown Conway and, and uh, just the landscape of business here in the community and the communities y'all have served over the years. We're, we appreciate
2: it. We're, we're excited that you guys want to be amongst us down here. We yeah. can't
1: wait, and hopefully soon we'll get to announce a new huh. location yeah. uh, not too far from you guys so Sweet. Um, yeah, thank you one much. way or another we're gonna get a location in the area
0: well that's it for our second episode of Conway TNT thanks for listening if you have any ideas for future podcasts send us an email to Conway TNT podcast at gmail.com or drop by 1089 Front Street and see us at First Community Bank I'm Grant Gordy
1: And I'm Lori K. Smelton. We cared about Conway then. We care about Conway now.
0: And we certainly will care about Conway in the future. Talk to you soon.
1: First Community Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing labor.